Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. That's right, I actually clapped and rubbed my hands because sitting next to me is the wonderful Karen Coe, and we're going to bring you this week's Agenda Cafe. Karen, how are you doing? I'm good. I love that you're rubbing your hands for me. It's so cute. <laughs> like, oh, here she comes. I know, I'm, I'm so getting excited. ready. So, um, Nas, tomorrow is Halloween, right? Um, do you celebrate Halloween? Sometimes, yeah. yeah, and more so now with children with the trick. Yeah, exactly, the candy and the costumes and everything. And so we, we're going to have a sort of Halloween-themed show, but with a difference. It's something that's fun and uplifting and um, appropriate to Halloween. What we're doing today is actually talking to Hong Kong's only LGBT plus choir. They're called the Harmonics Hong Kong. And they have done a very special project for Halloween, which we'll get to hear later. And uh, we're thrilled to join, to be joined by some of their members to learn about what they do, um, as well as hear about how they did this project, especially during the pandemic. And we're joined now by Lily Liu, who's the chairperson of Harmonics Hong Kong, and Jack Yu, who's the vice chair. So Lily and Jack, welcome to the program. Thank you Thank for you having Karen. us. Thank you. We are also on Facebook Live as well, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3, and we have the added pleasure of Karen's Facebook as well. Karen, what's your Facebook? It's Karen on RTHK Radio 3. So do join us there. Very creative, yes. So anyway, getting back to the harmonics. So Lily, do you want to give us a bit of the history of, of the choir, like how it started, how it formed, and how it's been going since then? Um, yeah, I can have Jack fill me in in a bit as well. Uh, essentially, the choir was started uh, in around 2015 uh, by a group of uh, LGBT uh, folks who were gathering to go out and hike and work out together. And then they just had an idea to actually, hey, why don't we actually also get together and sing and have the space to have all the LGBTQ people also come in and sing together uh, just for us because there hasn't been anything like that so far at that time yeah. so yeah it was uh, it was actually a spin kind of a spin-off from a different group called uh, out in Hong Kong that was mainly focused on kind of physical activities oh, yeah. outdoorsy stuff but uh, our founder Matthew kind of felt that there was something missing so they they put this they, they decided to to put something together. Uh, we we started out quite small. I think the first rehearsal was someone in someone's living room back in okay. 2015, with like seven or eight people. But there was a strong kind of want in the community. Like people wanted to join this and people wanted to get involved. So we grew quite quickly, and uh, we, we've actually been around since then. Like we had our first performance. October 2015 and like it's been kind of full steam ahead ever since. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so how many members do you have today? We have a total of around 80 members today mm. and that includes around 60 singers plus uh, about 20 or so members of the choir who are actually just helping out on all the other fronts behind the scenes, marketing, creatives, all that good stuff. Yeah. So you've been going since 2015. That, that's nearly five years already mm -hmm. and what's your regular sort of routine as a choir mm -hmm. so uh we, we have our weekly rehearsals so every monday night we, we gather and we have our normal rehearsals and before this every year we used to have we, we tried to have two concerts so just as uh something for our choir members to look forward to to, to prepare for and something to engage the greater community mm -hmm. in the greater lgbt community in mm -hmm. but uh obviously <laughs> the past year things have been a little bit uncertain on a uh, little mm -hmm. bit uh 
it threw a wrench in things. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to figure out like how we can continue on and keep members engaged. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we arrived at yeah. the Halloween project. That we're gonna right. talk about more okay, today. we're going to talk a bit more about the Halloween project a bit later. But I, a couple of questions I had is, in order to join the choir, one, do you have to be a good singer? first Mm -hmm. of all and also do you have to be lgbtq oh yeah so actually uh what we're truly about as a community is inclusivity and diversity uh and that's not only to uh in terms of diversity in identity and sexual orientation gender identity we welcome allies and in fact we want allies to come join and support us and show to the rest of the uh society in hong kong that you know we can coexist and we can actually create something together despite all our differences so we are uh, definitely accepting anyone who's just passionate for music singing for the support of this movement for the lgbtq rights and we take auditions from basically anyone in public yeah we, we have a wide diversity of members like in terms of where they are in their kind of coming out process, uh, gender identity kind of realization, but also on their musical abilities. We have members that have never sung with the choir before. Mm-hmm. They're willing to put in the work and we're willing to work with them to mm-hmm. help them get up to speed. You know, we have people that have been involved in, in choirs and in, in music kind of their whole All lives. Their life, yeah. yeah, Professionals that they kind of help everybody along. It, it truly just like kind of it's a big range yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody just w- coming together and, and putting something that's wonderful that's really really wonderful to hear that you've got people on different levels and there's something for everyone yeah. in your wonderful community that you have built mm-hmm. essentially lily you mentioned just now uh, the word allies mm. um why is it so important to have allies well i think essentially it's like everyone needs a friend right and your friends don't necessarily have to be exactly having the same interest as you or have the exact same experience as you but that's why it's important to have allies because when you show that hey i don't actually exactly understand your experience as someone growing up uh, as lgbtq but i want to understand and i want to be there to support your journey into becoming more comfortable with yourself and also having the world uh come to be more aware of what your experience is and also accommodate to that and have and change something in the world and as an ally i think uh for being someone who already belongs to the majority of the norm in society they may have they may have a more chance of being heard first before the minority voices so that's where allies voices come in as very important for the community to help raise awareness. Jack? Yeah, for for something like ours where not every member necessarily is completely out in their social lives, we have people kind of just starting to explore what kind of uh, their their gender identity is, their, their sexual orientation. Uh, it, it's kind of a bigger space where everything kind of falls under. It's, it's a bigger umbrella. Like we do have allies in, in the choir and we do have closeted members in the choir. And, and it kind of provides this bigger shade where they don't have to necessarily declare who they are or what they are or, or even label themselves as they don't mm-hmm. want to. It's just that everybody is welcome and you're f- you're free to come in and explore and kind of get to know 
the community and yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think being an ally is so important. And it, it's not just in just in the LGBTQI community, but in, in all sorts of uh, different uh, groups as well. At the same time, are people sort of, what are the attitudes towards um, allies? Do people sort of openly say they support a cause? Or are people sort of saying, well, you know, it's not really what I think, but, you know, or, or I believe in that, that, that cause, but I'm not really going to stick my neck out. Do, do you find that? So, so when you invite people to to join the choir they're like oh but it's called it's an lgbtq um uh, choir do i really want do, do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh in it really depends on on the individual like we as a choir we're quite uh obvious with the fact that we want this is what we stand for and if you're joining you should identify with this mm-hmm. but we don't ask them to do anything beyond that like they they join the choir we expect that you underst- believe in what we believe essentially yeah. yeah uh we do participate in a lot of external events that are lgbt focused like we, we go to pride we go to pink dot hong kong <laughs> like we we we, we, do, we we're we're there at all of these and we want members to be mm-hmm. there but mm-hmm. it's not like oh you have to come yeah you have guys to, you don't have worry to it's not a cult <laughs> Jack, I was interested in picking up on the point you made earlier that you have a lot of members who are maybe are still closeted or are at various stages, uh, you know, in their their gender identity uh, sort mm-hmm. of journey. How do you help those members? I mean, especially, you know, if you have someone say who is not out to their family but maybe is in, um, you know, a same-sex relationship. H- how do you help people like that? Uh, we do have a lot of members that have gone through that process. So it, it's a little bit about kind of peer support. Mm. They they find out how someone else has done it, mm-hmm. what what kind of, what emotional state they went through. Mm-hmm. They, they get some experience, they get some advice from them of how to handle these situations. Or it might be also like, like me, when I first joined the choir, I was kind of out, but kind of not out. Like anybody who knew me outside of work knew, but then I started bringing it up at work. I'm I'm with this choir. We have a performance. Does anybody want to come see? Do That's we want a great to? Way to come <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I, I invited some friends to to see the concert without actually telling them. Kind of yeah. a little bit of a blind side for mm-hmm. for my, my mm-hmm. uh, colleagues back then, but it was also a way for me to ease them into the fact without without me having to make a big announcement and yeah. say like, "Hey, I'm gay. I'm in this choir." It's like I'm I'm singing with this choir. It's a it's an LGBT and allies choir. Yeah. Come see us perform. They yeah. can think what they want about it. Some people ask me afterwards, "Hey, what is this about?" Yeah. Like, how okay. are you connected to it? Yeah, yeah. how are you connected yeah. to this? Well, I've been yeah. with the choir since since right. basically its earliest days and take what yeah. you want from it. Yeah, I think essentially just having us being there as a space for anyone who feels, "Hey, I think that's a good place for me to, you know, be safe in my kind of coming out journey and explore that a little more. I think just being there is already a way for everyone to uh, find those they can relate to and then slowly figure yeah. something out. Um, Jack, did you did you find that being in the choir maybe made you more confident about you know coming out at work, or or would you have done it anyway? I think it was it was a process. Uh, like I was moving towards that direction, and being in the choir helped me make that make that next mm-hmm. step. Like I was taking time off to go to uh, 
uh, a choir festival that the choir was going to. It was a it was an L- uh, queer choir festival that was in uh, Seoul that year. So I had to take time off work to do it. And it, it just helped giving me more opportunities to bring this up because it's not necessarily a, a work topic. Yeah. Like, I don't want to come out and like suddenly like Bring, right. <laughs> bring attention For to no this. reason. Yes. Right. Mm. Yeah. I love how that rolls off your tongue. Queer choir. Queer choir. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that. Um, are people just sort of, you know, afterwards, it generates a lot of curiosity. Do they then ask you about the choir? How did it begin? And, you know, what do you do there? Yeah. And do you ever get people who sort of think, can I join? Oh, well? yeah, all the time, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure about, uh, especially those who have not heard of you know anything related to queer community but for sure anyone who is already part of the queer community they're just happy to discover that we are there because some of them maybe sometimes they realize the only way to connect with the community is through maybe some uh you know nightlife type of scene or club culture and they're kind of sometimes a little they have no choice so when they're they find out that there's a daytime version essentially without the drinking they're just regular folks you know yeah exactly and it's it's another option so Mm. it's an alternative that's how we actually get a lot of our allies it's just people's friends like they sang with the choir with someone somewhere else and they heard about this choir and they're like i i can i can join this i i I identify with this Mm -hmm. i i'm willing to support this uh, or we, we have members that have been in the local uh, kind of music theater scene. We have people who are kind of involved in very different communities that they being out in that community about joining this choir helps us pull different people in. And it helps kind of grow the choir a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, yeah, I mean, Lily, you just made a really good point because usually, you know, the stereotype of, say, the LGBT community is revolves all around things like gay bars, drag, you know, very one-sided kind of um, Which activities. Which has nothing wrong with them right. either, but yeah. maybe some people just prefer a different style of socializing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I've, I've found, I found them feeling, oh, wow, this exists. I just want to come. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's great. Because that it's, like, it's like something that anybody can do, anybody can enjoy. And, you know, music, of course, is a great connector as yeah, well, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our founder, uh, Matthew Gillespie, one of his ideas about the power of this choir is that through singing together, there's empowerment for the community as well. So essentially, because of music, music inherently already has this kind of magic and power to it. It brings empowerment for the uh, identity that they feel usually kind of... Uh, secluded or not valid enough but when they can voice themselves together with the big group who voice the same thing there's so much empowerment in that yeah Yeah. that's exactly right that's true and is that reflected in the kind of songs also that you that you've chosen to sing over the years yeah we've we've had like uh so every year we go through a different theme so we've done movie nights we've done musicals we've done kind of exactly empowerment songs one of one of our concerts was literally named unleash oh great yeah so it was just about like kind of reaffirming who you are mm-hmm. and and letting your true self be mm-hmm. so uh our our songs do what we choose to sing does fall on the kind of the positive side of things mm-hmm. but we're not always serious like it's not always like kind of the, the big mm-hmm. 
PG number. Right, right. <laughs> like we 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 do want to uh, throw as much as diversity in there as possible. We have our uh, we, every year we try to do something that's more kind of acting, dancing type, and then we have our our normal choir songs. We try to have a cappella. We even uh, Wait, what's, what's normal choir songs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. So in Hong Kong, especially, a lot of people kind of equate choir music, choral music, especially with kind of the church stuff. Hymns, oh, right? The yeah. hymns, the, the really, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I haven't offended anybody by doing that, but yeah, that's what I associate, the choir, the high yeah. Uh, people, people kind of associate choral music with that, but we we, we do things a little bit differently. Yeah, we explore all kinds of genres yeah. and Languages. Timelines. Yeah, languages, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's also da- uh, drag numbers. We also do, sometimes we have rap, kind of inserted in some things so it's a big range from pop to contemporary to maybe you know the phantom of the opera type of thing <laughs> but the the message is always kind of more on the positive side mm-hmm. we, we try to pick songs that kind of represent us as a community as a mm-hmm. choir uh, we, it's uplifting yes. yeah. yeah the kind of the ideals that we want to see in the world as well happening yeah yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then when when we when it comes to singing, I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to sound good in a choir, you should have some singing training. <laughs> Do you actually help train the choir members, say if it's their first time ever singing except for in the shower? Yeah, I think Jack has mentioned that we have like a very big diversity between everyone's level of experience with music and singing and we definitely cater to that and provide support systems so we also explore different types of learning as well so um, we definitely do a little bit of like tutorial sometimes on uh, reading music or we help them how to break down the music using marking like what do you draw on what symbols where how does that translate into you singing it and then we also provide recordings Uh, demo recordings and we upload it online so then when there's no rehearsals uh, people can listen to the recording and especially those who don't read music they just use their ears to listen to it and learn it in that sense yeah how did you get into singing then lily I, I, I've been the choir like a- kid all my life. Oh. <laughs> you can read music. Yeah, I'm, I'm a crazy choir kid. <laughs> That's yeah, great. and I had to play piano when I was young because, you know, parents. <laughs> so I'm lucky to have that skill through that torture since I was young. I like the way Lily said, you know, parents, and we all understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what about you, Jack? How did you get into singing? Uh, before this, I was a street musician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a while, for a while. What, what, what did you play on the street? Uh, I everything. Really? <laughs> but yeah, I play my guitar uh, and I sing. So I was I was a street performer in Hong Kong for a bit. Wow. Uh, before before it was around the same time when uh, I I joined the choir as well, and I've been sticking with this more than that. <laughs> Doing both. Uh, we've got a break for the news, uh, the two thirty news, and I know we're so lucky because you brought in a piece for our listeners uh, mm-hmm. to hear. So uh, please, uh, our listeners, keep joining us on uh, the Facebook page, uh, Karen on RTHK Radio Three or Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three is also the page to go.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Agenda Cafe this afternoon on the One Two Three Show with me, Karen Ko, and Noreen Mia, and we are talking today with two members from Hong Kong's only LGBT plus choir. They're called the Harmonics Hong Kong, and we're joined this afternoon by the chairperson Lily Liu and Vice Chair Jack Yu. So uh, please uh, join us on Facebook Live. We're on two Facebook pages: Noreen Mia on RTHK Radio Three and um, my page, Karen on RTHK Radio 3. So we've got blanket Facebook coverage. Will you do the show with me every day so we can have two Facebook? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Why not? Yeah, that sounds like great fun. So um, Lily and Jack, we were talking before about, you know, the background to the Hong Kong, Harmonics Hong Kong. And let's talk about this project that you've put together. Um, I, I don't want to give, a, give too much away, so maybe I'll get you two to explain what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, usually we do you know, rehearsals and then prepare all of that so that we can have performances, live performances uh, here and there, and then concerts. But of course, because of COVID, there's no way to do that safely that can include also all of the members that we have. So we figure that Hey, this is probably a chance where we can start exploring one of the projects we've always wanted to do, which is music videos. And then um, one of our marketing members, Mark, he had the idea of doing a cover of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm. And uh, essentially, he just wanted it to be a lot of fun and just bring some joy back because... A lot of the folks in the community were really bummed about Halloween being cancelled since last year. And then also this year, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better if, you know, there's no yeah. trick-or-treating. And also Halloween being quite significant for the community. It, it's in that they get to dress up and just freely express themselves as they, you know, dream of doing without fear of judgment. So I think this was a really great chance to get to do that and have also all our members pull in all kinds of different contribution other than just trying to sing. Right. Yeah. Jack, do you want to go more into it? Yeah. So it's like Halloween for, for the queer community is always a chance to kind of Lack of better words, like your freak out. You know what? I never realized that, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, Jack. Yeah. It's like, uh, to to fully express yourselves without any any judgment, people expect to see all kinds of different things on, during Halloween. Yeah, it is expected. Guys dressed as women and women dressed as guys yeah. and whatever. Exploring anything you anything you want. Yeah, yeah. to to a certain extent. Dragons, <laughs> but, drag queens and dragons. Yeah, like there's there's a in, and dungeons. In, you know, anything yeah. like uh, crazy hair colors, extensions, anything yeah. kind of. Whatever, whatever people need to kind of express themselves, mm-hmm. and, and Halloween is kind of a universally condoned time to do it. So it's, it's really important, and and in Hong Kong as well, Hong, uh, Halloween is always a big thing. Everybody participates. Everybody dresses up. There's parties here, there. There's the opportunity office parties, anything. But kind of this year, especially, everybody was kind of not sure what was going to happen. So it it, it came to that we, we we had this and we we ran with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a kind of as time go, go went by, like we were like, okay, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> It's just a music video, no big deal, right? Uh, we, we, it started growing more and more because the more we talked about it to people, the, the more people that wanted to help us out with it. So we actually engaged in a lot of people that were 
not it's part of the bigger, choir. Bigger. Yeah. So tell us what goes into making, I mean, it's two things, right? It's recording the song mm-hmm. and then making a video. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few things too with the post-production as well. But first it was, it started out with, okay, just us singers, you know, members come together, maybe sing the unison of the chorus and we record it being fun and dressed up. And then we had people in the choir who are very multi-talented. Some dancers and some choreographers, uh, people who can make videos uh, with background in design. So together we combined efforts to... It's become a Hollywood production now. (laughs) Pretty much. It's a full-on production with, you know, producer, director. They got a story writing in there. And then we've got the involvement of uh, the local bar helping us, uh, giving us a venue to film the whole story. We shot a full day there yeah wow. it was amazing shout out to flm amazing <laughs> yeah and so we have our singers also attempting acting for the first time as well so if everyone checks out the video you should bear in mind that these are all first timers going to into acting and performing in that sense it was amazing and then we got people who got expertise in photography joining us uh in the middle of this project giving us lighting tips the whole wow. whole package yeah. you, had, you had like makeup and yeah hair, makeup as right? well yeah hair yeah. and makeup Costume. yeah. costumes yeah. all that planned out <laughs> was there was there a director for for all of this or did you essentially work as a worked as a team as an ensemble you know pitched in here and there i mean how how, how did it work I think the pitch started out with our director, creative director, Mark Go, who has like about, I think, decades of experience in um, like commercial advertising and graphic design, that sort. Yeah. Yeah. So he brought so that. So he, he's been kind of the, the main creative force behind the, this project. But uh, it was. Was he bossy? <laughs> in the right ways. Yeah. And in, necessary in a, ways. In a group in a group context of trying to put things together on a deadline, somebody mm-hmm. needs to be yeah. someone needs to well, charge. Well said. You guys will be back in next year's video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually in total there's sixty two members involved. Wow. So it took a lot of organizing from that behalf. But there was definitely much needed teamwork as well, which I think we grew a lot from this experience. You must as well. have really bonded a lot. Oh, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Jack. Uh, I was like, uh, we, we started seeing a lot of each other more than we do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then the back there. Yeah, it, it was almost like putting on our, our like normal concert, like a small concert for ourselves. Like usually performances, it's it's kind of live. Uh, what happens happens on stage but with this it was like okay we've listened back to the recording there was one note off <laughs> in that line we need to go back to the studio <laughs> wow. and, and then also because of the pandemic you had to deal with all the social distancing yes. restrictions how did you manage that um just the coordinating between groups of you know four to six at a time going into the recording studio actually it was two to three at a time going into recording and always rotating and then obviously you would have masks on or you know optional between one or the other between three people um we've had like four four to five recording sessions between 20 something people and then everyone else in the choir actually sent in the recording just from their phone wow and then we would compile that ourselves our music team uh Enoch, he would actually go on the computer garage band and compile all the recordings together, line them up, send it back to the recording artists who were helping us do the sound mixing. And then, yeah. So if somebody was out of time, 
you have to send it back to them and say, do it again because you're too fast or you're too slow. We, we use the editing to make it work. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out a little bit. Guys, this is amazing. Lily Jack, this isn't the year of COVID. This is the year you guys made a music video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we so we hope, we so hope memorable. for our members that's, that's what they're going mm-hmm. to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And as uh, Lily, as you were saying earlier, you know, some of the... I've seen the video. It's really amazing because it's not just... Um, dancing and singing, but it is a storyline. You yeah. know, you do actually have a narrative, yeah. and with some ca- identifiable characters. <laughs> and how did how did that idea come about? Um, I think that's all credits to Mark and John as well, but the two directors who wrote the story out. That's yeah. all them too. Yeah. yeah, and we actually shot that whole thing kind of social distanced as well. It was shot simultaneously on two separate floors. Ah, what? And then. People would also rotate in and out, up and down the stairs to shoot their scenes. <laughs> Guys, w- w- we really need to watch this. But uh, I mean, w- w- we're on. F- oh, I could have, I could have queued it up. But it's on YouTube. It's well, on Instagram. We'll yeah, share the links. Yeah, we'll yeah. share the links. Uh, but we do have the song here. So, mm-hmm. um, did we want to play it and get back to the interview, or should yeah. we play it at the end? Let- why don't we play it and get back to the interview? Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's let listeners. Okay, um, so what are we going to hear, guys? Can you give us a little uh, intro for it? Yeah, this is uh, the Harmonics Hong Kong's cover of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Inside 
of Thriller. This is amazing. Thank you. And um, you guys kept that quiet. Lily was the solo uh, <laughs> singer and Jack was a very beautiful voice at the end mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So very talented um, singers we, we have in the studio. Just during the song I was asking, you You know, uh, when we think about uh, the LGBT community, we, we think of, you know, um, uh, very flamboyant and a lot of opinions. And so when you're choosing songs, who gets the final say? Because other choirs sort of have the musical director making the choice. I mean, how did you guys choose? How do you guys choose songs? Yeah, so every year when we're picking songs for the, the following year, we ask members to put forward suggestions. So we go through this whole process where we ask members 
this is the theme that we're going for. Do you have any songs that you want to sing in this? They put forward. Uh, there, there's a voting process that goes. A voting process. That's yeah. so good. This way mm-hmm. you don't offend anybody and nobody feels left out. Or... Well, we want to see what our members want to sing yeah. because this is for them as well. To so. keep them as engaged as possible. Yeah. Like this this decision coming from them, this, these song suggestions. It, mm-hmm. also, it also throws in kind of very different songs or different things that we we haven't even considered yeah, before. Big variety. Yeah. 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 Like the mm-hmm. music team kind of has a, a final-ish say about it, but it, it's like, okay, we, we, these are the things that are coming yeah. in. What can we do? What, mm-hmm. How can we How can we get this to work? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it is, we're in by no means, we're, are, are we a conventional mm-hmm. choir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Nuri, you touched on the flamboyant part as well. And I think that's also an interesting thing to discover when you come into our choir is that that's not necessarily the stereotype that fits every single person who belongs in the LGBTQ community. So that just adds even more color to the whole pool where they can put in their, you know, their choices of songs that they like. Mm. It's just great to have the variety. I yeah. think, yeah, absolutely, because that's a sort of stereotype. And yeah. Lily, like you said earlier, it's, it's you know, you don't just find them in n- nightlife and bars, mm-hmm. you know, there's multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you probably have a lot of introverts as well. For sure, People for who sure. are, you know, very thoughtful, intellectual, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you must be so proud to have accomplished this, because it obviously is a huge amount of work. Um, is So is this something you'll do again? Or, you know, I mean... Going forward with co- with COVID in the world, live performances are still very difficult. So yeah. do you think maybe this is the way forward? Uh, I think we're definitely going to adapt this as one of the ways and tools to uh, have the choir produce something together. Like a hybrid. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> we're planning a Christmas project similar to this uh, as kind of a, an end to our year. Tell us more about that. When will you start the filming then? Or have you begun? <laughs> we haven't gotten to this yeah. yet. traumatized. We're just still getting over the previous one. Yeah, yeah we're the, still the, kind the of... The editor is still catching up on sleep <laughs> from this. <laughs> yeah, um, but for the Christmas one or maybe other projects going onward, we're thinking we don't necessarily have to go for the exact same type of music video. We could do other multimedia type of things. It could be like a virtual choir type of thing you might have seen online. There's just so many ways, but it's definitely great to have this, you know, tool uh, it, in the It's definitely platform. making us think about, like, what we can do yeah. as a choir. Mm-hmm. It's not just live performances mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, to, we have to adapt. We have to kind of... It, it's, we've, we've always kind of wanted to do more things, and mm-hmm. COVID kind of just give us, gave us the push, the push extra push, push that we needed yeah. to it's take It's given you the opportunity to also go global in a way. You know, you're reaching yeah. a different set of audience, maybe... Hong Kongers who've left Hong Kong and just miss Hong Kong and, mm-hmm. you know, um, other LGBT uh, communities globally. Wow, oh, this yeah. is And then how, how, did, how did members feel about it? I mean, after they saw the final results, did they feel like, yes, this was worth it? Um, you know, it is different from what we normally do, but, you know, this is something they'd want to do again. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of excitement immediately in the reaction of, uh, to the video saying, oh, my God, I want to do it again. I can't wait to the next one. Oh, yeah, when's Christmas? <laughs> for, for a lot of our members, this, this is their first time in a recording studio. Oh. This is their first time in front of a camera. This is also their first time behind the camera, mm. watching something being shot, like mm-hmm. helping out with the lights, with the gaps yeah. and everything. <laughs> 
yeah. So it's exciting. I think uh, although the process may have been daunting at times, I think from their reaction, it seems that might have been worth it for them. Yeah. So yeah. interestingly, it's like the process is really what solidifies you as as a team, as a mm-hmm. group, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, well, I was going to say we're, we're approaching the news now. Um, are you on social media and how can our listeners follow all your work and perhaps your future videos and, well, for sure, watch this video first. Uh, have you got a website and what's your social media, Lily? Yeah, our social media on Facebook is The Harmonics Hong Kong uh, and also the same tag for Instagram as well, The Harmonics HK. Okay, yeah. great. And are you... Uh, recruiting new members? Yeah, we're taking auditions all year long. Uh, currently, we're looking for more alto spaces. There might be spots open now and then. You never know. So if anyone's interested in joining, just shoot, shoot us, us a, a message. message. Yeah, well, And we're definitely we looking for... Here. Karen is ready. To exactly. <laughs> and anyone who is uh, wanting to support us, uh, but you might be not into the singing part, we're also open to members who don't do the singing. And essentially, we categorize that as performing members and non-performing, non-performing members. members and they're both part of the group the yeah, choir so from our marketing team we need graphic designers we need videographers sound editors uh anybody that's looking for a choir to to work together so we we we're all like we had a lot of people help us out with this video sponsoring venues the recording studio their services Filming, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's there's always room for collaboration. Yes, absolutely. And there's room for everyone, for allies, for people in the LGBTQ community. This is really an inclusive choir. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Jack Thank and you. Lily, for joining us this afternoon. Really, really enjoyed our chat. Thank you for Thank you very much. Thank you for having, having us. us. Thanks, yeah. Jack and Lily. Thanks for joining us on the Agenda Cafe. It's been great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank Sharon. you.